welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back. So recording this episode during the holiday season, and I just love this time of year. There's so much joy and magic in the air, and it's just beautiful with all the decorations and lights and things kind of slow down. People are spending more time with people they love. And it can also be a time of a lot of expectations, and with those, expectation hangovers. I understand there can be a lot of pressure and stress when it comes to everything from buying gifts to attending parties or wanting to attend them but not being invited to many and facing feelings of loneliness, visiting family and dealing with questions like, so, are you dating? Or what are you doing with your life? Which can trigger frustration and a lot of self-judgment. But here's the thing. You will only face expectation hangovers about this time of year if you have expectations. You will only face loneliness If you isolate yourself, there's a lot of people out in the world, and you will only feel frustrated and down if you judge yourself. So how about instead you really focus on the blessings of this season rather than all the expectations? How about you decide right now that this is going to be your best holiday season to date, and it will only get better? And if you're listening after the holidays, then decide it's going to be your best day or week or month or year so far. We only suffer when we allow external conditions and judgments against ourselves to dictate our internal circumstances. When we take dominion over our inner experience, rather than relying on something outside of us to make us happy, we free ourselves from unnecessary suffering. Which brings me to today's call with Jenny, who's having a massive expectation hangover after a move to another state. She's feeling regretful and physically sick. She's blaming situational events for her suffering and believes the solution lies in moving again. But as our coaching session reveals, the answer to her problems really has nothing to do with making any external changes, or at least not at first. really starts from within, like it always does. So in this session, you will really see how empowering it is to realize that we always have the power to change not only our state of mind about something, but also our health and general well-being. So as you're listening to my coaching session with Jenny, consider, is there a recent decision you made that you regret? Are you in a situation, be it a city or a job, that doesn't feel like a fit and you really think changing things is the answer to your problems? Are you suffering from fatigue, feeling drained, or possibly have you even been diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder? Do you feel a little apathetic? about your life right now, kind of just blah or indifferent? Are you an adventure junkie, always looking for the next high? And finally, are you a parent and do you consider it important to make your children feel safe and secure? So as you can tell from the questions, there's lots of juicy stuff in today's call. So be sure to listen all the way to the end and I'll be back afterwards with takeaways and action steps. So on to my call with Jenny. Hello, Jenny. Welcome to the show. What's your question? My question is, um, I've had a lot of change in two years 
Um, some of those changes have resulted in me just carrying around a massive load of regret. And I'm physically sick, I think, because of it. Um, and I just want to know how I can get my way through this. What do you feel regretful about? Uh, moving. We moved from Wyoming to Wisconsin two summers ago um, to be closer to family. And I highly regret it. <laughs> Why do you regret it? Uh, I just, the lifestyle out there was just awesome. I mean, the mm-hmm. culture is slower, uh, the mountains, just even our community, our town, our friendships that we had. Um, my husband loved his job out there. It's, it's, there's just a lot that I could probably list off. Okay. Have you thought about moving back? We have. We have lots of times. Um, <laughs> his old job, he was a coach out there. And so there's not a lot of wrestling coach positions all over the world. And so it's really about we've been kind of waiting to see if his job will open up this year. Um, if it did, I don't think there would be many questions asked. I think we would take the job or he would take the job. But right now they're just, ha- we've looked for opportunities and there just haven't been any. We have two little girls and we just, I don't know, financially, we just start to stack up the things against us as to, you know, we can't go right now. We can't go right now because there are no jobs open that work for us. And it, it leaves me feeling really trapped. And that's when I start to feel regretful of, why in the heck did we do this in the first place? Right. Okay. Well, it sounds like in your current place, you're in Wisconsin now, right? Yeah. Okay. I, w- I was born in Milwaukee. We moved to Dallas when oh, I was wow. like, I was one and a half or two when we moved to Dallas. And I'm, I'm really proud that I grew up in Texas. But but I have to say, my I still have family in Wisconsin and there's, there's great things there. So before we get to that, because really you're going to have to create a different life for yourself currently where you are. You're going to have to kind of change your perception and perspective before you change your geography. And then that will actually make it easier to change your geography. So let's talk about regret first. And this is the topic that comes up a lot on the show. Regret is completely useless because what you're doing is you're taking things you know now to go back and beat yourself up for information you didn't have then. Mm. Yeah. And it does nothing except create self-beat. And it's sort of a way the mind tries to deal with mistakes or quote unquote mistakes. Okay. So first thing is in order to really shift this, you've got to move into full acceptance, full 100% acceptance that that was the right decision for you and your family at the time. Are you willing to accept that? Like fully accept that? I am because when I use hindsight, I do see why we did it. There were a few circumstances in terms of my husband's health that we just needed to be around people because we didn't know what was going to happen. And um, I I definitely see with that vision why it was a good choice then. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. Exactly. And you said you moved to be closer to family. So in the time that you've been in Wisconsin, have you spent more time with your family? Yeah, a lot more time. (laughs) And do you enjoy that? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. Well, if they were all gone tomorrow, how would you feel? Oh, terrible. Yeah. Terrible, Absolutely right? Terrible. Right. Yeah. So I really hear that you feel like home is back in Wyoming. And I support you. And if you think that's the best decision for your family and eventually moving back there. However, what's also really good for your family is for you and your husband and your children to know your extended family. And right now you have this amazing time to be close to them and you're tainting it a little bit with judgment that you made the wrong choice and judgment of the city and state that you're in. Mm. 
So it's sort of like you're living, you're split in two places, right? You're, you're halfway in Wisconsin and halfway in Wyoming. You're, and you're not fully engaging in the life that you're in. And really the key to peace and happiness is being fully present and in acceptance wherever we are. So how can you bring sort of the, the spark and the gratitude and the joy that you felt in Wyoming to your current life in Wisconsin without having to move? Because it sounds like you're collecting evidence against Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've been really good at that. <laughs> Um, and all, and all you get is more of the same, you know, if, yeah. if I, if I am out in the world and I believe people are mean and awful, then I'm going to see more of that. And, and I, I just want to share something with you real quick. So uh, about, I don't know, six or seven years ago, my sister and her now husband, they used to live in California, which was amazing. And, and they decided to move back to Austin. And I was devastated. I was devastated. And I was married at the time. And I really wanted to move back to Texas, really wanted to move back to Texas. And my husband is a Californian and he did not want to move and it just wasn't going to happen. And I was miserable and I hated LA. And the reason I hated it is because I kept collecting evidence (laughs) on why it sucked. And the more I looked for that, the more I found it. And then something shifted where I was like, you know what? I'm going to fall back in love with LA and just visit Austin as much as I can. And I have to tell you, Jenny, it, it shifted things. I started collecting evidence as to all the reasons that it was wonderful. And I started to make more of an effort to go back to Texas and visit people. And I, I created the feeling I was longing for in Texas where I was. So whatever Mm -hmm. feelings and experiences you're, you're missing in Wyoming, you've got to create And this is where we have to separate form from essence. We think that we want some external thing, but it's really about how we feel. So Mm -hmm. if you want to feel connected, if you want to feel peaceful, present, whatever it may be, how do you create that in your current city? And how do you start really looking for all the wonderful things about where you live now and live in appreciation and gratitude rather than regret? When you said you're living half in Wyoming, half in Wisconsin, and the collection of evidence, both of those really hit home for me because that's the way my physical body feels. I've been very active for my almost my whole life, and this year I'm barely able to exercise because I'm literally fighting this fatigue syndrome that I don't know where it came from, even though I kind of know where it came from. And just, yeah, the collection of evidence, you know, what we loved about out there was just the adventure. When you think of a feeling word, or when I think of a feeling word, that's what comes to mind. It's just, we could pack up and drive to the mountains and go camp, or we could pack up to the mountains and just go hike around. And there was always a sense of adventure and freedom in that because, you know, although we were following a trail, we just got to see these beautiful views and we got to just forget about the rest of the world and just be on these rocks, you know, and it was just a really great way of grounding. And I really missed that, you know, and so that's a good point of recollecting or just collecting different data, really, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Let me let me say a few things about that. Um, so first, about the adventure and everything like that. You'll, you'll have it again. You know, it's, it, it will be there. And if, you know, we have different seasons of our life. And maybe the season of life that you're in right now is really about family and connection. And maybe it's more inward. You know, if you and your husband are sort of adventurous 
seekers and love the thrill and he coaches wrestling. So he's probably very active. Maybe actually this is time for both of you to really drop into more of a spiritual practice to more of that, that Zen inward kind of cozy time. And we're coming into the winter season and this is the time to, to hibernate and go within. And because adventure is amazing, we also need to balance that out with peace and connection and that Zen feeling of kind of hibernation of going within. So, so can you really appreciate that you have different seasons in your life? And can you trust that perhaps one of the reasons you were guided to Wisconsin was not just for his health and family, but also for both of you to kind of chill, to slow yeah. down and to chill out because if he has health things and I want to speak to a moment about your fatigue. So fatigue is most likely related to autoimmune type of issues and adrenal issues. And uh, I can speak personally from this because I had autoimmune issues and extreme fatigue and anything autoimmune is basically the body reacting against itself. And the psycho-emotional component to that is self-judgment. So you're tired because you keep beating yourself up for this choice and you've got to stop. Wow, It's draining you of your life force. And how amazing, yeah. like I want to acknowledge you and your husband, how amazing that You've made this decision together. You came to be with your family. You got out of your comfort zone. Like, can you just stop for a moment and acknowledge the decision you made for you and your family that was based yeah. out of love? Yeah. Yeah. And, it's easy to forget that when you're, you know, sucked into your own story of it being so bad, you know, and, and I look at myself now with this fatigue and like you said, feeling drained it's just not who I am. It's never who I've been. I've always been a very outgoing, energetic, social, interactive person. And it's, so there's even more judgment for the fatigue. Yeah. Because now I'm this, this person, when I'm used to being that person. And so where does the judgment, it, it goes to now the fatigue more than it ever did about even Wyoming. So I think you're probably right on that. It just sucks you dry. Yes. Um, Yes. Yeah. And and the wonderful thing, the body's a messenger. So mm -hmm. your fatigue is alerting you. It's like Jenny, Jenny, stop it. Stop it. You're exhausting us with the judgment and the regret and the not accepting and the collecting the negative evidence and whatever else you're doing. Mm -hmm. And if you really move more into acceptance and gratitude and appreciation and look at the wonderful people and things in Wisconsin that are there. Because I know there's amazing people there and community and all ty types mm -hmm. of things. I guarantee you, you will have more energy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. That's, it's, uh, it's interesting that you, you said that because I hadn't thought. I thought based on all this, this weird circumstantial things like job pressure, financial pressure, you know, having our second baby, the move. I thought those things were like circumstances contributing to fatigue. You know what I mean? Like we've just gone through a lot. I kept saying and that's probably what's causing this, but I never really looked at my own judgment as being the source of it, but maybe an instigator, but not really the source. And that, that's really kind of an empowering statement because that's something that you can change, you know? Yes. And I love your awareness and I just want to honor that you have two small children and yes, that can make someone tired. <laughs> so there's that, <laughs> but there's difference between tired from kind of just the normalcy of life, right? 
and yeah. and tired with sort of an air of apathy and depression on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because the opposite of, of love is not hate. The op- opposite of love is apathy and indifference. And you've slipped mm-hmm. into that a little bit. Definitely. Definitely I have. And it, and it was much worse six months ago. You know, it was really, really bad with getting, you know, medications offered. And I just feel grateful that I at least had the mind for him to, I love that you call it, it's just communication, you know, because that's what I called it in the doctor's office. I was like, I can't take these depression meds. I can't take the anti-anxiety. I'm sorry. I know you think they're going to fix everything, but for me, it's a message. It's communication from my body. And I at least want to listen and I've managed to get out to this place, you know, which is just a little better mentality than what it was. But yeah, about five, six months ago, I was in a spot I've never been in in my entire life. Just when you say indifference and apathy, that's exactly what it was. Nothing mattered. It just didn't Mm -hmm. matter. And that was scary because I've always been a very kind of passionate, driven person, you know, and it was all gone. Like I was all gone, you know. Yes. And this is a big personal growth opportunity for you as well. Cause I look at everything yeah. from like the practical perspective and then the spiritual perspective. And part of, I think the reason why you made this move is so you, and I don't, I'm not talking to your husband, so I can't speak for him, but I would guess so the both of you really learn how to live more inside out than outside in. Mm-hmm. I really get that adventure and all those things were important to you. And both of you have this massive expectation hangover in terms of the (laughs) different geography and you're learning how to create the feelings that you were looking for from external things inside yourself. So this is a huge soul growth opportunity for the both of you. And in addition to really looking at that and taking my encouragement to go deeper into some kind of spiritual practice or meditation practice or yoga practice. I'd also look at action steps you can take to create more of a community where you are, because Mm, the more you you open your mind up to the possibility that there's great things where you are. And, and, you know, the other thing I want to say, Jenny, is again, when you have one foot in two places, it's impossible to be fully engaged. So can you, put out there, we're open to moving back to Wyoming and that's our intention, but really hold it as this or something better for the highest good of all concerned. You know, maybe you're not supposed to move back. We don't know. And you won't really have clarity until you fully embrace where you are. And that's the other layer of acceptance. It's not, okay, well, I'll accept this right now, but I want something different in the future. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, okay, I'll accept we, this if I get my reward in the future. Yes, right. Yeah. Well, we just, it's funny because we just did that with our finances, with all the medical bills I had stacking up. And I maxed out my healthcare plan, kind of searching for this answer of what was wrong with me with my health. And they were just stacking up, stacking up. And there was no way we were going to be able to pay each location's monthly minimum without digging into credit card savings and things like that. Anyways, long story short, we ended up changing banks. But the night before, um, we did that. I said, we right now have to pour every ounce of trust and faith that we have in God, that this is what is supposed to happen. He will resolve it. If it's supposed to be resolved, we will not get buried by these finances. We have to believe this with every fiber of our body, you know, and, and the next day we, it was like problem solved. We had a new financial advisor, a new bank. They consolidated everything. 
onto this collateral, which we use as our truck, and everything was just fine. I mean, our monthly payment on that is just so much lower than what we were paying altogether that it actually created some wiggle room in our budget, which was just not heard of in the last few years. So it was like, okay, why can't you do that for your health, Jenny? Let go, you know, just look at this like you did with the financial piece and, and let this happen, you know, and stop, yeah, basically resisting it and pushing against it. Exactly. Um, Exactly. And the other thing is, and this is the last thing I'll say, how old are your children? Uh, Five and one will be two tomorrow. Okay. So do you want to teach them to be scared of making choices, to regret any perceived failure, to live kind of in apathy and indifference? Do you want to teach them that? No way. (laughs) Would you rather teach them that it's okay to make choices, it's okay to take risks, that you're safe wherever you are? Yeah, I like that. I like that. You have to embody that. Children are sponges. Embody Mm -hmm. safety and acceptance wherever you are so they feel secure. They can feel your hesitation. Mm -hmm. They can feel your ungroundedness. And that creates a feeling of unsettling inside them. And for kids, it's so important to feel safe and secure. Yeah. So in those moments yeah. where you might get negative or you might get into regret, think of your girls. Are two girls? Yeah, two girls. Great. Think of them. Bring that mama bear out and be like, I refuse. <laughs> I refuse to allow myself to go to a place that's going to teach them to feel insecure or doubtful. And really stand in full congruency with your choice. Do it for them and for you. I like the added layer just because when you said safety and security, it I will I will stutter on a decision to should I spend the whole weekend at my mom's or should I go someplace and do something for myself one of those days? And I will sit there and play it all out. When normally I would just choose what I felt like doing, I would go spend, you know, a couple hours alone and then go hang out with my mom the rest of the day. But I've noticed me stuttering on decisions because I'm going to feel like I did the wrong thing again. And I didn't notice that at first until my husband had pointed it out. And he's like, Jenny, this shouldn't be that hard. You either want to go there or you don't, you know. And it was like, why am I doing that? And that's the best connection I can say is that I hang on to the fact that it was the wrong decision so hard that now every decision becomes a life or death situation, you know, mm-hmm. and I chuckle a little bit, but it causes me a lot of distress, just simple things that never bothered me before. And so when you said safety and security, that rings, rings true for me, for sure. So here's what I want you to do, hopefully today in a journal, I want you to write yeah. out um, all the reasons, all the reasons why it was the best decision for you to move, for you and your family to move. I want you to write out all the reasons why you feel safe and secure where you are. Mm -hmm. And I want you to write out all the reasons why you can trust yourself. And I want you to read this every day so you can reprogram this decision in your mind. Wow. Those three things, I don't know that I've done much of at all in the last two years at all. That's, it's alarming to kind of hear you say it that way, you know, with that reframe is in the other direction, the move and the safety and security and the trust are such big themes that just keep me feeling squashed. Right. Right. 
So write it out and seriously reread it every day. You can even write it out and record a voice memo on your phone to yourself in your own voice. And when you're driving or whatever, just listen to it because that will start to reprogram your unconscious mind and you'll start to feel a lot better. I like that. Mm. I like that a lot. And I almost feel like instantly optimistic just because, okay, there's going to be at least four or five things, right, that you can put on that list and it's like, all right, all right. You can already sense that that scent of it's not as bad as you think it is. Exactly. And I bet even in this moment, you feel a little more energetic than you might have 20 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're having a nourishing and nurturing conversation rather than entertaining, depleting, and self-critical thoughts. Yeah. They are exhausting. Acceptance. Gratitude, forgiveness, way more energizing than coffee. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. Any day. That makes total sense. Well, much love to you. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy Wisconsin for as long as it serves you. Thank you. I appreciate that. If you're dealing with regret over a choice, I really hope that coaching session with Jenny snapped you out of it. For extra reinforcement, I'm going to put up a Coaching Corners episode on getting over regret to dive more into it. So for now, just know that regret is a total waste of energy and make sure to check out that Coach's Corner. Remember, we cannot move forward until we fully accept where we are and where we've been. Just think how far you would get driving if you only looked in the rearview mirror, focusing on only what's behind you. You wouldn't get very far. Just like Jenny was missing out on all the wonderful things that Wisconsin could bring to her and her family's life, you may be missing out on all the amazing things that are here in your present moment. So you've got to stop tainting your perception with judgment and please, please stop collecting evidence that supports your misery. So whatever story you're telling about yourself, if it's a negative one and you continue to look for reasons that support that negative story, you're just feeding it. Collect evidence in a different direction. So as I coach Jenny, you are responsible for creating the feeling of what you want to create independent of your conditions. You always have that power. And I also want to mention there are different seasons of our life. You know, there's sort of this expectation that we're just supposed to be happy and on an adventure and everything's supposed to be wonderful and amped up all the time. And if we don't have a lot of external stimuli, we can tend to get bored. But in those slower times, those slower seasons, like the winter, that's a good time to go within. It's a good time to chill and slow down. I also want to highlight that the opposite of love is not hate, but apathy and indifference. Underneath the anger and resentment that goes with hate, there's hurt. And underneath that, there's always love at some level. But apathy and indifference is when we've just totally disconnected. And that can really lead to depression. So if you're starting to feel that feeling of apathy, I highly, highly, highly encourage you to either get help from a coach or a counselor or really rev up your self-love tank. And the best way to start to do that is to go out and connect with other people. A lot of times we feel indifferent because we don't have enough of a community. Even if we have our own personal family, we need community. And Jenny really expressed that in the call. So create your life, make your extended family and get yourself out of apathy. 
And if none of that works, then serve. Find a way to help those who are less fortunate. You spend a day around people who, from your eyes, have it worse off than you do, and I promise you, you will bust out of apathy. And now finally, some assignments for you. So number one, if there's something you don't like about your external conditions, write out a list of how you want to feel and then start generating those feelings. Reorient from inside out. If you're waiting for a city to make you feel inspired and active and happy, how can you create those feelings independent of what the city is doing? How can you do that inside yourself? Second, if you're dealing with regret over a decision, you may want to go through the same exercise I gave Jenny, which is to write out three things. First, all the reasons you made the decision you made, because at the time, it was the best you knew how to do. There were plenty of good reasons you made the choice you did. And oftentimes we forget that when we're in regret. So write down all the reasons you made that decision. Second, write down all the reasons you're safe and secure. Because when we're looping in our mind about a decision and we don't feel like we made the right one, our self-trust meter goes way, 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 way down. So you want to reestablish that connection with your own self-trust and writing down all the reasons you're safe and secure will help you do that. And finally, write down all the reasons you trust yourself. Reestablish that connection. So the third thing is start collecting evidence that supports the story you want to tell. For example, if you're feeling lonely and isolated, no, I'm single, another holiday, you're going to keep collecting evidence that supports your misery. You're going to look at all the couples and all the people going to holiday parties and on and on and on. Instead, look for all the ways you are connected and all the ways you aren't alone. All the people you work with, the people that are at the grocery store with you, the invitations you are getting, the friends you do have, and nurture those relationships and collect evidence that support a story of being included and connected. Fourth thing, if you're dealing with any autoimmune type issues or fatigue, consider that there may be some self-love issues there. Now, I want to emphasize I am not a doctor, so I'm not in the business of diagnosing or prescribing, but I do want to say that I've dealt with autoimmune things myself, and when I really healed the self-criticism and self-beat and really started to understand self-love, my autoimmune issues did go away. That's true in my case. I'm not saying it's true in everyone's, but if what I'm saying does resonate with you, then I encourage you to take a look at a course I taught with my friend Christina Rilo called Choosing Me Before We. It's a self-love course. It's an online course, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes, or just go to christinehassler.com, click on the shop tab, and you can find it there. Final assignment, if you are a parent, check in as to what you're teaching your children energetically. If you're carrying around a bunch of regret or lack of trust in yourself, they're picking that up. Remember, they are sponges. So the more you shift your energy inside yourself, the more you'll be teaching them what you really want to teach them. It's not so much what you say, it's what they feel from you. All right. So those are your assignments from this call. I told you it was a juicy one. I really just want to take a moment and thank you so much for listening. I know that you have a lot of choices out there about how to spend your time and what to listen to, and it means so much that you're tuning in to this show. 
I'd also love to meet you in person and my winter retreat is coming up. It's January 8th through 10th. It's an opportunity to work with me one-on-one in a very intimate setting and do some incredibly powerful and fun work. Information about that is on my website or you can email jill at christinehassler.com. Sending you so much love wherever you are right now. If you are listening during the holiday season, I just want to say you're absolutely a gift to me. Thank you for listening to Over at Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.